0: This is episode 444 of the AWS podcast, released on May 14th, 2021. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of AWS Launch. Today is a really exciting day because I'm talking about one of my favorite things, DevOps. DevOps. I'm joined today by the senior product manager for a brand new service that just launched, called Amazon DevOps Guru. So I'm joined by Jacob Sullivan. Jacob, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
0: Hello, everybody. My name is Jacob Sullivan. I'm product manager on DevOps Guru.
1: So what is Amazon DevOps Guru? What what did you launch?
0: So DevOps Guru is a brand new, super easy to use service that's going to help you manage application availability. So I want to kind of break that down a little bit. Application is is kind of a funny word in AWS land. Uh, What we mean is that collection of AWS resources. So think EC2 and Lambda and API Gateway and DynamoDB. Um, It's that collection of resources and the software that you run on top of it for generating revenue or kind of maintaining business critical workloads. Like how do I get my business done? That's an application. And we have built a service that is going to help you keep that application up and running, which can be a really challenging thing in, you know, fast moving cloud environments.
1: So basically it's to help you manage the infrastructure. It's like an infrastructure pipeline, if you will.
0: So that's close. So we collect metrics from the infrastructure. So EC2 as an example, we'll have metrics such as latency or CPU utilization, but we collect that across all of your resources that your application's running on, not to tell you if your infrastructure is running well, but to tell you if the application that's running on that infrastructure is running well. And what we found Ah. is we can tell if your application begins to change behavior, right? If it starts acting in a way that it's not supposed to, which could impact uh, your end users.
1: And so I'm assuming that if you, um, you can use DevOps Guru to then basically send out CloudWatch events off of these insights or or send some kind of trigger to notify me if my application is behaving oddly.
0: That's the exact right idea. So what we do is we watch those uh, metrics and we spot anomalies and then we group them together for you. So you're not getting like 20 CloudWatch alarms about the same thing. You're getting one DevOps Guru insight. And in that insight...
1: automatically, it groups it automatically. Like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to set anything up.
0: Not only does it automatically group it, it automatically instruments it. So today, if you were going to set up an application, you would have an operator, they would go through and they would build the dashboard with like 30 or 40 alarms that says, if this bad thing happens, let me know. So all you do with DevOps Guru is you either point us at an account and say, please watch this entire account for us, or you point us at a CloudFormation stack. And CloudFormation stacks is the infrastructure's code that describes what resources you're using. And we do the rest. That's the only configuration that's required. You don't have to understand machine learning. You don't have to calibrate alarms. We're going to go through the entire landscape of metrics that are available, and we're going to calibrate with pre-trained machine learning detectors based on years of AWS data to do all of those things for you
1: holy cow, I need this in my life. How do I turn this on? Can we go back to that? So all I have to do is go to this service and point it at a CloudFormation stack for a specific application, and it will automatically start collecting insights and grouping them together. And then how about setting up a trigger? How easy is that?
0: So the triggers are automatic. So uh, you literally can come what? into our console or you can use our API or you can use a cloud formation template uh, which we have a great blog post on and you can say i want you to watch these cloud formation stacks for me or these accounts for me and from there it begins automatically ingesting data uh, from cloudwatch and cloudtrail that data is there whether you you're using it now or not it, it comes automatically with all the resources and we start throwing insights so you you don't have to calibrate any triggers or any alarms we will auto calibrate our detectors and our alarms based on the past couple of weeks of data in your account. So let's say you have Wednesday's your big day, right? You got real, a lot of business on Wednesday. And so we'll see that trend so that we're not throwing alarms and alerts for you for normal kinds of things. And one other thing I do wanna mention in addition to spotting the anomalies and alarms for you, we're going to add what we call enrichment data. So it'll go through and it'll pull information from CloudTrail that says so-and-so deployed a new CloudFormation stack or so-and-so changed on IAM policy, and then an hour later, you started getting these types of alarms. So we're trying to give you the context of what's going on in your application at the same time.
1: So what kind of insights are you actually giving me? Like, can, can you give me an example of what something that it auto would group together and then trigger and notify me on?
0: Yeah, so what we've found with our system is that it's really good at a broad range of anomaly detection. So we, we didn't necessarily have to program in specific use cases to build uh, using machine learning. A broad use anomaly detection. But having said that, there are kind of uh, types of things that we spot. So we might spot changes in your end user's behavior. So if all of a sudden you get twice as much traffic as you ever do in a short burst of time, that can create instability in your application. We would spot that and notify you of that. Let's say you deployed something, um, you made an update to your application code, you deployed it, it passed all your unit tests, but once it started to scale up in production, it again created. Instability in your application, we would spot that. If you have low-level latency buildup, so we see this a lot in applications. Gradually over time, there's something that's not working right—a memory collection or or something mm-hmm. that's going on—and it's so subtle and slow, you just don't see it in your top-line metrics. We don't would catch those kinds <laughs> of things, right? Yeah.
1: So I'm those are with that now.
0: yeah. There's a there's a wide range of those types of things that that we're able to spot with our insights. And, and just to kind of complete the picture, everything I just described is what we call reactive insights. So this is something has changed in your system. We want you to know about it. We think you should do something about it. We have an entirely additional class of insights. We call them proactive insights. So what these are looking for are problems before they break down. So uh, we have a great uh, resource exhaustion scenario where we're looking at memory utilization. So for whatever reason, you don't your auto is not kicking in, or again, it's a garbage collection scenario that's not kicking it. But we can see that there's an imminent failure coming, but it hasn't happened yet. So we send a proactive insight hours in advance. Every once in a while, it's a day or so in advance that says, hey, go fix this before it breaks. And we're really excited about doing more proactives uh, over time.
1: How long does it take for DevOps Guru to learn the trends and patterns of my application after I've deployed it? Because, I mean, you know, maybe if it's, if it's, triggering on the first day that I launched the thing, everything is going to be an anomaly, right? It's trying to get used to what the system looks like. So how long till it would notify me if I deployed it today?
0: That's a great question. Unlike a lot of other products that you do see in this space, we don't take any time to learn. And, and, and here's why. Wow. Um, our machine learning detectors are pre-trained on AWS resource data. So we really understand the boundaries and conditions of, of a Lambda and the type of metrics that it throws off, both in steady state and in anomalous state. So all of our detectors are pre-trained. Now, it does take several hours up to a day once you deploy it, because again, we take a look back at the last two weeks worth of data, and that's stored in your account, uh, whether, whether you're familiar with it or not. Every account has that two weeks worth of data. We take a look at that and we, they call it parameterization. So basically we're calibrating the detectors for any of that seasonality or any specific things about your account. Uh, But that happens in hours, not days, weeks, or months, uh, as you might experience in other systems.
1: So, I mean, in the example of, you know, you said I have a lot of traffic on Wednesday and I deployed my new application on Tuesday. It wouldn't see that that as an anomaly yet because it would just still be, would it still be learning or would it? immediately trigger because it hasn't learned that every Wednesday that happens.
0: Well, if you deployed it on Tuesday, it would look back at the last two weeks and it would see that Wednesdays have unusual behavior compared to ah, all incredible. the other days of the week. So then when it becomes Wednesday the next day, it won't throw uh, spurious insights and alerts about the change in traffic or the change in behavior.
1: That's incredible. That's really awesome. So where is it throwing alerts specifically? Is it podwatch alarms? Is it Um, Am I setting up some kind of SNS behavior to send me an email or how did the alerts specifically work and then how can I, you know, ignore them or even tell CloudWatch like, hey, chill out, we're good, this isn't anything.
0: Yeah, so we're really big on on interoperability. We understand you've got a lot of tools, you've got uh, workflow systems, ticketing systems, all kinds of things of where you're managing it. You certainly can come to our console and you can see any of the active insights, which are essentially alerts that you would view in our console. We also publish through SNS, so you can configure a simple notification service, uh, one or more, depending on how you want to receive those alerts. And through SNS, we've also done integrations with Atlassian Ops Genie and PagerDuty and and we want to do some more. So what this allows you Slack? is you. Um, well, uh, Slack is an integration that's available through SNS. In the future, we might do even more fun things uh, with, with Slack, but it allows you to then receive those alerts wherever you are. So SNS is, is great because it could be integrated with almost any third party tool or any homegrown tool. So you can receive those alerts Uh, in your existing workflow. We provide severity ratings already. So if you wanna filter or manage them, we've got a great proof of concept that's running with Thomson Reuters. They're using our integration with PagerDuty. They've done all kinds of really neat things in PagerDuty about managing the alerts, where they go, suppressing uh, and highlighting uh, depending on what they're doing. So that's really exciting to, to see that kind of happen.
1: That's really, really awesome. I'm stoked on this service already. I'm going to go turn it on in all my AWS accounts. Um, so you, you, um, the service has actually been available in preview. So have you been testing it with customers? How are you seeing that they're using it? Have you been noticing any trends with how they're using it or in their data?
0: Yeah. So one of the The great thing about operations and applying a service like DevOps Guru to it is so many of the problems are data science problems, right? So customers came to us and said, look, what we're really seeing is an overwhelming amount of data. I have hundreds or thousands of metrics I can look at. I have dozens of logs with all of this information. I'm suffering from alarm fatigue and I'm constantly innovating and moving faster, which means that I also have to be constantly updating my operational posture. I have to revisit all those alarms and dashboards and, and all kinds of things like that. So what we're seeing in preview from customers is they really appreciate that the automatic nature of the of the instrumentation and the automatic nature of how we're correlating and grouping anomalies together. And one really exciting thing I I haven't uh, had a chance to mention yet is in addition to gathering all those anomalies together, we also provide recommendations for mitigation or remediation. Now, uh, to be perfectly blunt, the recommendation value varies a bit. There are some patterns that it catches that it's so spot on. It says you should go change X, Y, and Z and it'll make this problem better. And of course, customers love that. In some cases though, it refers to some general information about the metrics that we're seeing, which customers also appreciate because their operators may or may not be familiar with the specific errors that we're surfacing because they do span so many of your resources. Um, What we're seeing though that uh, resonates with almost every customer that we've talked to is they want to reduce the amount of downtime. So it's it's called mean time to recovery, MTTR. They want to reduce that. So when they have a problem with an application, they want to speed that up faster. And they really appreciate that we're collecting and filtering all of this information, sending it to them in a prepackaged alert, and in some cases, giving them pretty spot on recommendation about actions that they can take. The one thing I would say as a call out, a lot of customers in Preview are running proof of concepts to kind of kick the tires, which is great. Uh, and we're hearing really good feedback. I would recommend they run it in a production account. It's a read-only service, so it's not going to impair their system. If you run it in a test account, we have some examples of doing that, then the system will get confused. It will think, because if you constantly poke it with the same error, it begins to think that error is normal. Right. So in in Uh, test environments, sometimes it'll get a little confused. But in production environments, if you run it side by side with what your current DevOps or SRE processes are and do a comparison, we seem to be doing pretty well these days.
1: How long have you been working on this service?
0: Well, the service has been in various forms of incubation. We're in 2021. So uh, since 2019 and we launched Preview, uh, we ran quite a few internal tests on internal service teams for more than a year in various forms of beta. And then we released Preview in December of last year at reInvent.
1: Wow. So the model has been learning for quite some time. That's why it doesn't need any time to learn anymore. Like already mm-hmm. got a ton of data to work off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you see, where do you see the service going moving forward? Like you you're now our GA, right? And I don't know if there's any difference between what you have with GA versus Preview. You can elaborate on that. Um but where do you see it going moving forward and in the future and how do you see it changing?
0: Yeah, so we do have some really cool updates that are coming or that have come in the in the GA release. First and foremost, we were able to do more testing on what we do, and and as expected, as we applied this to more diverse architecture and different use cases for customers, there were opportunities to improve the machine learning and the detectors that that uh, basically run the service. So so we've got a lot of really great enhancements that are coming to the detectors that are are rolling out. And we're adding support for CloudWatch Agent Container Insights. So this is a little bit esoteric, but uh, there's a certain set of metrics that we can collect today out of the box. And then if you are really interested in how EC2 is running in EKS or in ECS, there's an additional agent, a CloudWatch agent that you can deploy that gives us even more data about how those things are working. Um, So we're excited about that. One of the really positive or constructive piece of feedback that we've gotten from customers is they'd like a better understanding of the cost model for our service, for DevOps Guru we charge per hour per active resource. So if you have an S3 bucket that's running for the entire month, then we will charge it for the entire month. But if you have an EC2 that's spinning up for a few hours a day and, and then is not in use, we only charge you for that EC2 for a couple hours a day. We charge a fraction of a cent per hour. So it ends up being a, a few dollars a month to cover that resource. But wow. customer. Customers aren't always familiar with all of the resources and how much they're running within their account. Um, so we, we've rolled out a new pricing estimator as part of GA that, that covers that for you and gives you an, a better understanding of, of how those costs are going to impact. So those are all things that, that we've rolled out now with our, our general availability. As far as the future goes, we're really interested in hearing from customers how uh, the service is, is being used, what what's working and not working for them, so we can continue to improve those. And, of course, I'm personally always interested in hearing from customers about any suggestions they have for new features or directions that we can, uh, we can take the product.
1: It's a really cool service. I seriously am stoked to turn this on. Um, and it's that easy, right? I think we... We brushed over this before, but I just need to go into my account and enable it. And, uh, you know, and then I can configure the triggers if I so choose.
0: Certainly. So if you, if you just search for DevOps Guru in the console, it'll take you to our splash page. From there, uh, there's an easy getting started button. It will literally ask you, do you want to enable this for the entire account? And then it'll give you the option of picking an SNS topic if you so desire to have the alerts. And then you hit go. And that is it and it'll begin doing everything else i described without any additional input from from you
1: wow that is so easy okay literally this is happening right after this podcast uh, for all of my aws accounts this is a this is an awesome service is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know about this service or about the future of it uh moving forward
0: well we do have a free tier so if you're interested in getting started, the free tier runs for the first three months, um, you get over 14,000 resource hours free, which is enough for you to to get a good application in there in that proof of concept and 10,000 DevOps Guru API calls free per month as well. And again, wow. that that's for the first three months. We've got a great workshop that you can find on our, on our webpage as well that'll walk you through a very detailed example of how to use CloudFormation to deploy a stack, how to set up DevOps Guru, again, push of a button, uh, but also how to interpret the types of insights and some of the additional information that you'll get when the, the service begins running.
1: It's incredible. It's awesome. Seriously, can't wait to get started. Uh, well, how can our customers or how can our listeners get in contact with you if they have additional follow-up questions about the service or even feedback to share about what they would like to see moving forward.
0: Uh, well, they can definitely find me on LinkedIn, Jacob Sullivan at AWS on LinkedIn. And we we'll look forward to being in contact with everybody.
1: That's awesome. As always, uh, you can reach me at uh, my Twitter, Knee Key. That's your Knee and a Key 23 K-N-E-E-K-E-Y, 23. I'd love to hear your feedback on The Lunch Show or any of our podcast shows as well as feedback on this service that we covered today. Jacob, thank you so much for sharing this awesome new service with me and everyone else today. Uh, We're really, really excited to get started with it. I appreciate having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Okay, guys, until the next launch, uh, keep on building.